Everybody, get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Let's go, Mets! Happy opening day! A home run by Wilmer Flores? Wilmer! The Dark Knight. Who's Mr. Clutch? Duda. Let's go, Mets! It's Jim Brewers, Mets, and more. <laughs> How about freaking Mets? You know, I, I, I've been a Mets fan my whole freaking life. Since, since I was, before we even get into that, just, I, listen, I know it's August. I'm getting tired of people going, hey, it's only May. Hey, it's only June. Oh, it's only July. How about these Mets fans that get excited over one game? Yeah. Games are exciting. One game is exciting. A series is exciting. A sweep into first place is exciting when it comes August and you're still in it. I don't, you know, Mets fans don't bow down to anyone else who goes, oh, yeah, don't listen to them. This is our time. It's like building a house. You ever redo your house? You ever redo a kitchen or, or you're, you're getting something new and then finally they start working on it. It takes forever. And they're like, nah, nah, I'll be in like six months. It's never six months. It's always eight months. It's always a year. They tell you what the budget is. It's never the budget that what it says it is. But they keep saying, trust me, when it's done, it's going to be amazing. We've been hearing about this Mets team for a couple years now. Well, in 2015 is going to be the year. 2016. And the Mets fans definitely were patient. We knew. We saw Matt Harvey and we went, all right, this is the glimpse. This is a glimpse. DeGrom comes out of nowhere. Lily, sitting in the backyard of my porch, and I don't know if it's a Bigfoot coming through the bushes. I don't know what's, I, I hear, I hear scrummaging through the bushes. What is that? What is that? It's DeGrom. Where'd this kid come from? Matt's. Mats comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, we got this Mats. He should be here. He's here. He's hurt right now, but we're on top of the world right now, right here, right now. And you know what? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Let's enjoy this. Don't let any. Let's band together, and we're not going to let any haters in. On my Facebook posts, when I make the Met game recaps, there's like one or two. There's Johnny, who's a big uh, um, Braves fan. I got to say, he's a little, I, I may ban him. He's, he's a little too mean. And he's a little too dark. We had Bleary in the beginning of the year. And Bleary was, you know, he busted my chops, telling me, oh, the Mets suck and this and we're going to sweep you as a Braves. And we swept. And it's just, it was nice banter. I have no problem with fun banter. But mean, most Yankee fans are great. You get one or two like, oh, you know, stupid Mets fan and win one game. You'll be gone. Just ignore them. Those people in general, 
are not good people. The Mets are good people. What team gets behind a player? What team gets behind a player that they trade? My wife, myself, to my daughters, uh, the comedian that I tour with, Rich Aronovich, and his fiancée were at that Wilma Flores game. And we were literally four rows behind the on-deck circle. And this is, this is what I try to explain to people what a Mets fan is. It's the highest emotional roller coaster that you can go on ever. You want to go on a thrill ride? You know, some people go, I like thrill rides. I like going to Six Flags. And I like going on Batman and whatever crazy rides they go. You want to go on a ride? Become a New York Mets fan. It's the biggest thrill ride ever. Sometimes you get stuck. You got to get off and come down. You got to wait four hours. It's frustrating. But man, when that ride's kicking butt, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And I got to tell you, as a Mets fan, that the 2006 team, they were really good. It was exciting. I was there for game six when Beltron swung and missed. That was terrible. I was so cocky when Andy Chavez leaped over the wall, caught that ball. Shea Stadium was rocking. And then bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. Beltran, and Lily, when Andy Chavez, here, let me tell you a little story. I knew a guy, this is, I knew a guy who during the season, I, I think it was for my, for, uh, I don't know, maybe it was my birthday or something like that. And I became friends with a guy who booked the suites at Shea Stadium. And I was able to go to games during the regular season whenever the suites were empty. He would call me like a day or two before. I would, and I would just go pay for a ticket and I'd have myself a suite. Now, when the playoffs came, I went, hey, I know it's a long shot, but I'm willing to buy tickets. How much? He's like, oh, $15,000. $15,000? Darn. I'm out. Who's, I mean, that's not rocket money. That's, that's Jerry Seinfeld. That's uh, Ray Romano, Kevin James. They, they're, they're bigger elite star. They, get, they can go. How much is that? Boom, snot rocket comes out. I'll take it. I, I don't have that. I'm not. I don't have that. I'm playing the Brigada. Okay. I, I just, I don't have that. And those guys deserve it. I'm not saying they deserve it. They, they are world-class comedians, and they deserve that. I'm just saying. I, I, I didn't have that money. But about two days before the playoffs, the guy calls. He's like, Jim, I know for a fact this company is not going to be there for any games would you like to be in the suite? I said, yes, yes. So I got to go in the suite. I did pay. I got like 15, 20 people. And we paid. 
for ticket value, but not for the suite, because the suite always costs more. So I was there for game six, and the whole point of this whole story, and I go on rants, so I apologize. It's like I bring you into the woods. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go see this nice, beautiful lake. It's through here. And then next thing you know, we're sitting on a rock and sitting there 20 minutes chewing an apple. Like, what are we doing in the woods? I don't know. Oh, yeah, we're going to go see a lake. I know where we're going. The story has meaning. And Beltran strikes out. Before he did that, at any Chavez catch that ball, right next to my suite was a, was a whole group from St. Louis. And I, in a very cocky, street, Long Island kid manner, banged on the window and taunted them. And I said, this is what the Mets are all about. We're winning it in the ninth. And when it was bases loaded, I literally looked at them. I started banging on the window. And then, you know, strike three. And I got to say, they were very classy. That whole group from Missouri, they were very classy. And from that moment on, I had respect. I mean, I always did, but I had respect for Cardinal fans because they could have been jerks because I clearly was a jerk, clearly. But my point of this whole story is not since Daryl Strawberry. As a child, Daryl Strawberry came up and they said, wait till you see this guy. And me and a bunch of kids that lived on our street in Jefferson Avenue in Long Island, we all said, they're bringing up Daryl Strawberry tonight, the kid they keep talking about. We ran, watched that game. They said, this guy hits a ball like you've never seen before. He was against Mario Soto, struck out three straight times. I think he missed the ball eight straight times. Strike one, strike two, one out. Second time up, three strikes, you're out. Third time up with two strikes. Strawberry hit one on the upper deck at Shea Stadium. And I mean the upper deck. But it was a foul ball. But that little foul ball made me go, that's... What they're talking about. This is going to be exciting. Gary Carter traded to the Mets. Bang! First game, game-winning home run. Keith Hernandez, Dwight Gooden. That was exciting. Tonight, we swept the Nationals. It's in August. Nobody. No analyst, no New York, nobody expected the New York Mets to be tied for first place. A team that had no lineup, zero, ah, terrible, batting one something for months. But this pitching staff, DeGrom, Harvey, Syndergaard, Mats, Nice, and do not forget Bartolo Vavoom. If you don't know what Vavoom is, Vavoom, look up Felix the Cat. Vavoom used to show up at mountains and just go, Vavoom! And whatever was in Felix the Cat's way, he'd show up and go, yeah, that's all he said was, Vavoom! <laughs> Bartolo Cologne is Vavoom.
From the minute I said, I said, who's this guy remind me of? He's Vavoom. That's who he is. I don't know where this is going to take me, this podcast, but I'll tell you this. I just want to talk to fans. If I get ball players, great. If I get real people, great. But this is for us fans. I want to hook up with the Seven Line Army. I want to go to games, podcasts from games. I want to be on the road. Next year, I'm touring. I'm already touring following the Mets. I want to have special games just for Met fans. Pre-games. I'll open up to everybody. And that's another thing. Just from doing these Facebook videos that I've been doing, every game on my Facebook page, I load up the Mets recap, win or lose, from day one. I've, I've gained so many baseball fans in general. It's been an amazing ride. I got the call, Granderson's home run the beginning of the year. That was just a fluke. It was a fluke that I started doing this, and the Mets won 11 in a row. Or was it? Either way, I want to go on a ride. I want us all to go on a ride because right here, right now is the time. I've been wanting to do this all season, but I feel right now is the timing is right whether we win, whether we come in first, whether we make it to the playoffs, this year is exciting. This Mets team is exciting. Trust me when I tell you this. I've been watching them since I'm four years old. This is one of the most exciting Mets teams I've seen in my life. This is a real pitching staff. Dude is an animal. He's an animal. He's an animal. Wilma Flores. When's the last time you saw a, a, a fan base? You know, and people say, oh, yeah, when he, he cried. I'm glad he cried. You know why? I'm tired of baseball not being human. I can't stand when guys hit home runs or they're interviewed after the game like, well, you know, I was waiting for the right pitch. What are they, robots? They're people. They're people. Wilma Flores brought humanity to the Mets and baseball. And that humanity connected with all us Mets fans. 16 years old, they signed that kid. He didn't want to get traded. He loves being a Met, and we love him. Every time he comes to bat, we stand up because he's human, and he let us know, I love the Mets, and we're letting him know we love you too. Wilma! Wilma! You know how many times I heard that this year? I love hearing that. Well, here we go. So, I talked to everyone on the Facebook. I'm going to set up a website. You guys can talk to me. We'll figure out how to do this. I want to get into this. I want to find the oldest Met fans, the youngest Met fans. I want to sit down. I want to, I want to talk great Mets baseball, great history, each game, analyze games, analyze players, hopefully get players. But when we get players... We're going to really talk. I'm not going to talk no baseball. You know, when you're pitching. I want to talk with them like you got a chance to have a 
barbecue with them in the backyard, and it's just you hanging out that fire pit with them. If I can't have that interview, I don't want to. What's the sense? I don't know if MLB will allow that. I don't know if, if promotional department will allow that. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do my best to get that done. I'll tell you that right now. So let's recap what just happened. Right before the Nationals come in, talking about a roller coaster. I'm talking about a roller coaster. I was there that Wilma Flores game. The whole miss. I was there. It was me, my daughter, who's 10 years old, uh, my daughter Dory, my daughter Gabrielle, who was 16 years old. My daughter Kelsey's away right now. Uh, it was Rich Aronovich who tours with me. And his fiance, and we had ridiculous seats, ridiculous, ridiculous seats. I can't thank the Met organization enough for hooking me up with those seats, and I and I pay, so it's not like I, I sit there. I'm like, hey, uh, suck me up. When they get me seats in the bleachers, I'm like, thank you so much, thank you. So I know they got everyone, their mother calling for seats. So we go there. You know, Bartolo is getting crushed. It's 6 nothing the third inning. It's 98 degrees out. But Duda hits a homer. He hits a second homer. Two cool things happened that night. Well, one cool thing happened. A huge Met-changing event that you all know about already, but I stood there, I watched it right in front of me. And I, and I wish there was some kind of camera angle where you can see this. There were these two kids sitting in front of me with their fan. I think they were in the fourth row, right? So Will, everyone knows that Wilmer has been traded. It's on our phones. It's popping up all over. My daughter started overheating. I was in the nurse's office. And SNY, you know, Gary Cohen and, and uh, Gary Cohen and... Uh, Darling, they're talking about it on SNY and who they got. And I, I swear my life, I'm, when I saw it, I went, no, no, it's a terrible trade. It's the worst. Who, did, who thought the Carlos Gomez trade was amazing? I didn't. You're going to get rid of one, one of the potential, another great starter in Wheeler? Are you out of your m- for Gomez? Who thinks Gomez is great? He's exciting. Have you seen his batting average? You see how many homers he has? That's what you were willing. That that was going to be your bat? Are you kidding me? Why, why did Mets fans think that was a great trade? It was a horrible trade. I don't care what anyone says. That trade sucked. I came back. I was pissed. Everyone's saying they got traded. Yeah, Gomez is coming back. Who cares? I don't want him back. He's batting two-something. 220, 240. That's what you want in your lineup? Why? Because he, he yells every once in a while and he starts fights? That's what you want on your team? Who thought this was a good idea? I was pissed. I was hurt. Wilma Flores comes up. And I'm sitting there like, this is so awkward. This is, why is he still playing? 
And literally, I'm, I, I, I got to show you the picture. I got to show you the picture. I took pictures of him, and I'll show you how close I was to him. And at one point, the kid's in front of me going, you're going to Milwaukee. You got traded. And I swear in my life, Wilmer turned, and he looked at the kid. He was all confused, and the kid said, you're traded. You just got traded. And he's looking at him. And now I, f- I forgot who was batting in front of him. Um, and he walks up to the plate, and he's... He took a little look at the kid, and he walked up to the plate, and he, he didn't know what he, kind of what he was talking about. And then the whole crowd stood up, and we started cheering for Wilmer, and, you know, the whole incident, we know what happened after that, grounds out, and all the Met fans gave him big standing O and all that, and then he started, and he got upset and emotional, and he was in the field, and he was all emotional. I got to say, I didn't see him in the field I thought it was just because he was hot and he was wiping off sweat because it was hot that night. But the whole time I'm sitting there and I was telling Richard Ronovich, I said, this trade's terrible. That's our big bad. This is a terrible trade. I'm not happy about this. I think I was the only one around in my section that thought it was a terrible trade. They need a big bat. They need a bat that can protect Duda Murphy, Granderson, Travis. That you need to be protecting them. Carlos Gomez is not gonna do that. What is he what? You getting rid of Wheeler for that? Come on. So that whole debacle happens, but I gotta say the coolest thing everyone's leaving. Look at my wife said, You wanna go? And she went, No, let's just who cares? Let's hang out. We're having a good time. We were. We started heckling all the players. Not the Met players, but all the San Diego Padres. Me and Richard, we heckled in the eighth inning nonstop. I wonder if there's audio and you can hear us. So if the guy, I forgot their name. So let's say the guy was Lenny. Nonstop. Like, Lenny! Lenny! Lenny, look up. Lenny, come here. I got something for and. Don't ask me how. The, the more we did it, the whole section started looking at us. And every guy we heckled struck out. The whole eighth inning struck out. We were, we were howling with laughter. Howling. So the ninth inning comes. Duda comes up. And right before he comes up, he sees my 10-year-old daughter, Dory. He looks over at us, with a, and he takes a ball, and he tosses it to her. She catches it. Like, thank you, Dudu. Like, Dudu, one more. There was a section behind us that were freaking hilarious. Every time he'd come up the plate, there'd be like four of them going, da, 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 da. And just me, Rich, and, our, and, and my kids, and them were the only ones going, Dudu, Dudu. People in the field got to lighten up, man. If you're going to go to ball games. You better lighten up. I mean, I get you paying good coin to be in some of those seats, but unloosen that tie, would you? I mean, cheer. Do something. Sit there like a log thinking about your next accounting situation. I mean, really? By the way, if you watch the ESPN game, how funny the freaking – did you watch that game? If you watch the game, how funny those umpires. How funny – are those two umpires sitting in the front row. They, these guys dress up as umpires, and they call the balls and strikes, and they do a fake 
throw back to the pitcher and foul balls. Freaking, I, I was belly laughing a couple times. I'm so jealous. It was just, it's brilliant and funny. To me, it is. So Duda throws the ball up. Come on, Duda, one more, one more home run. Duda, Duda, bang, hits his third home run. And as he crosses the plate, he points over uh, towards us, right towards my daughter in the section, gives a little, little like, hey, man, that was for you. And I looked at my daughter, and I'm like, do you realize? Do you realize that was a movie scene that just happened? Do you realize they write that in movies, and when it happens in a movie, I go, oh, my God, that was so corny. Of course they had to write that because it's just it, that was corny. Oh, let me guess. He hits a home run. He gives it to the kid. He said, this one's for you. And then he hits a home run. He points to it. Come on, man. Just hack. Hack. It happened in real life. It was one of the greatest Met memories I ever had in my life. Right there with my dad catching a foul ball. My dad caught a fu- first game we went to. Brought me to Shea. I was like five, six years old. We went super early. It was against the Pirates. A matter of fact, we get a foul ball. And Richie Hebner signed the ball for me. I was so excited. My favorite play was John Stearns during that era. And uh, so to go from that game, we're now three games out of first place. And the Nationals are coming. I got to say, if you're going to beat them, you put your front line on there. You put your Warriors up there. We put our three Warriors up there. Harvey, DeGrom, Syndergaard. And that's not even all the Warriors. And we stopped them. So as a Met fan, be proud. But just like Valentine's Day, you know, when it's Valentine's Day and you give gifts to your wife or your, whoever you are, if your husband or whatever, and you're like, well, I got that with this gift. You can't float on that because there's a new game tomorrow. You know how long Valentine's Day lasts? When you get something really awesome, you ever give something amazing to your wife? You make her cry. It was the best Valentine's Day ever. You know how high that, you know how long that high lasts? Until they wake up on February 15th. Well, let's enjoy this high. That the Mets are in first place until tomorrow night's game. Now, uh, as far as me, the stand-up comedian and all that, I got some cool stuff coming out. This has been one of the greatest years I've had in my life. I have a brand new comedy special. It's uh, still on Epics. It drops on Netflix this month. It's called Comic Frenzy. I'm making DVDs this month that we can get. Uh, I'll give away, I'll give a whole bunch away. I've never really explored this podcast world. Everyone does a podcast, but I, I want to make this into something cool, not just for Met fans, for just baseball fans. And when the season's over, I don't know what it'll turn into. I'll keep it more of just, I don't know, a fun thing, a real-life thing. I had, a, I had a crazy year this year, you know, starting with August. Uh, the day after my father's 91st birthday, he passed away. I know he's not going to live forever, and six weeks later, my sister passes away. And cancer, you know, uh, 
three, four months later, just as I'm starting to digest that, my wife's diagnosed with cancer her second go-round. So this is, uh, it's been quite a challenging year. And I'm not looking for sympathy. We have all have our knocks. We all get kicked in the teeth when it comes to life. But I love the freaking Mets and they're giving me life and they're giving me hope. Let's bring my family together. Enjoy this high, man. It feels freaking great. And it's awesome. Now back to uh, me. Uh, I have some shows coming up. You go on my website, jimbrewer.com. I really, 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 really want to sit with fans. So we're going to get a lot into this. I think for now, I'm just going to start series after series. We just finished the Nat series. And uh, now we have, what, the Marlins coming up? The Marlins? Now, don't get too cocky. The Marlins are a pain in the ass. They're a pain in the ass. Uh, And they keep saying, well, the Mets have uh, really... The New York Mets have a really easy uh, schedule. Don't ever buy into that. There's no such thing as an easy schedule ever. Ever. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. We don't know if someone's going to get hurt. We don't know if people are going to go in slumps. We don't know what's going to go happen. So don't get too cocky. Let's just ride this wave. Um, by the way, I just finished a freaking Rock record. I know that sounds crazy. I got a real rock producer. His name's Rob Caggiano. He used to be in Anthrax, and he's produced a lot of music. He's in this band Volbeat right now. And there's one song on there. God, I can't wait for you to hear it because I wanted to play it tonight. To me, it's the Mets theme song. It's our theme song. And I can't wait to put it on here. I'm telling you, it's our freaking theme song. Um... As soon as I have that ready, I keep, I told him, I said, Rob, you got to rush this song. It's it's for freaking Met fans. And I want to put really cool highlights, and you'll see what I mean. You'll see exactly what I mean by the song and all that jazz. So that'll come out in April, hopefully. And uh, we got a big series coming up, okay? We got a big series coming up. The next one at City Field is going to be the Colorado Rockies. Pittsburgh Pirates is going to be a big series. Big, big series. So let's get ready for this next one. Let's not lose our minds. But right now, it feels real good to look at the standings in August and see that the Mets are in first place. All right, man. Thanks for listening. Whoever's listening, if you're listening, I don't even know. I could be talking to myself. Right now I'm renting a house uh, up in the Catskills, New York, for a month. Just to get away from my wife and kids. To get away from after a year like that. And just resettle. Watch Met games. Enjoy life. Go hiking. Enjoy nature. Take phones away. And all that jazz. Uh, Like I said, I'll be talking with uh, the Seven Line Army. Uh, I, I met a bunch of them, been talking with them. I want to go to games with them. Uh, and we'll get into spring training. We'll get into all that jazz. So right now, I'll see you. Well, I'll be talking to you guys 
hopefully by the end of the next series. And uh, we'll see how the next series goes. But for right now, baby, let's go Mets. I'm Jim Brewer, jimbrewer.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And we'll get into more stuff, questions and all that, and how to talk and how do we uh, get back to each other and all that jazz, all right? What a year. This is just, it's been one of the greatest waves I've ever rode on in my life. And I can't thank you enough. Everywhere I go, I get people going, I can't wait for your Met recap. I'm not even a Mets fan. That's what I love more about it. People that say they're not even Mets fans, they just, they love my enthusiasm. Well, all right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Uh, Like I said, touring-wise, September, uh, October, November, go to jimbrewer.com. I think the closest play, I'm playing Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, I'm playing a bunch of places, and we'll get into that next one. For right now, I think this is a good start, and we'll see where it goes, and I hope you're listening, and uh, we'll just keep getting better. Thank you, everyone. I'm Jim Brewer. Take care. Insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you.